0: Hi, and welcome to episode 113 of the iPhone Life podcast. I'm Donna Cleveland, Editor-in-Chief at iPhone Life.
1: I'm David Averbach, CEO and publisher. And I'm Sarah Kingsbury, Senior Web Editor.
0: Each episode, we bring to you the best apps, top tips, and great gear in the iOS world. Today, we're going to also talk about iPhone 11 rumors. It's a little bit early in the cycle, but September, we're getting new iPhones, and already there's a lot to talk about in that area, so.
2: I feel like iPhone rumor season starts in like October. We're like late to the rumor game. Yeah, I guess you're (laughs) right,
0: yeah. So that'll be fun to get into. Uh, First, we have a sponsor that David will tell us about.
2: Yeah, so today I'm going to tell you guys about Inventory Now. Inventory Now is a lightweight inventory management system for small businesses. If you've ever used a point-of-sale system, you know that they're really complicated. 90% of the features they have, you don't end up using, and then they're expensive as well. So if you're a small business who's just trying to manage your inventory, um, this is a great app for you. It's app-based, so it's super easy to use. It's very affordable. They have a free trial, uh, and it integrates with PayPal and Stripes. You can have the full product lifecycle. So make sure you check it out, Inventory Now. It's available in the App Store, or we will link to it at iPhoneLife.com podcast.
0: Next up, we want to tell you about our daily tip newsletter. Uh, if you subscribe at iphonelife.com slash daily tips, we'll send you a free one-minute tip each day that teaches you something cool you can do with your iPhone. It's uh, you know one of our most popular items that we offer, and you don't want to miss out on it. Uh, this week I also want to tell you about our favorite tip right now, or it's my favorite tip from recent. Um, And that's how to delete the live photo version of a a picture on your iPhone. So live photos is a feature that I keep on for like all of my photos because it allows you to have three seconds worth of footage that you can scrub through later and like choose the best frame in there or you can turn it into GIFs or it gives you just extra options which is really nice. Do you guys use live photos? I love live photos. I love live photos and I
1: love it for the reason you're talking about because sometimes the still version of it you look really not good (laughs) but if you scrub through you can often find
0: like the perfect moment and make that the main picture Mm -hmm. and then turn off the live photo yes exactly and it's also good for group photos like you might be able to find a moment in there where everyone has their eyes open
2: yeah and also every once in a while you'll capture a really cool moment and you can turn into a gif or a little mini video and that's fun too that happened to me when i was on vacation i was using live photo, and I captured this really cute moment, and I was really happy I had live so, photo on. You was that show, last week? Show, show me San Diego? later. Yes, I'll I'll just tell you guys some of the it. Yeah, tell us about it. My nephews. I went to visit. I'll talk about it later too. I went to go visit my uh, sister and my her family in San Diego, and my nephews were walking into the beach, and they were all my my two nephews and my sister and her husband were all walking to the beach, and a wave came, and their little two-year-old nephew just panicked and just ran away. <laughs> so it's a video of all of them walking to the beach except for my nephew who's running the opposite direction. <laughs> that's adorable. And I took a photo of it which turned into a really cute live video. Cool. Nice.
0: So that's the background on live photos and this tip is about how to af- retroactively turn it into a still. And this is something that really the main use of it is that you may not wanna be using your, so much storage on photos and so you can afterwards go and turn it into a still. Also, sometimes when you send a live photo to people, if they have iPhones too, they can see the whole live version of Mm -hmm. it and you might not want them to, like maybe there's you're making an awkward face in the rest of the photo you don't want the person to see. So you can go in and uh, let's just walk you through how to do that. So you open the Photos app, Uh, you open a live photo, tap Edit in the upper right corner, And then from there, you'll be able to scrub through. There's a little timeline on the bottom, and you can find your favorite moment, and you'll tap make that make key photo, it'll say. Uh, And then from there, you can tap the live photo option at the top again. That turns it off. It's a little yellow circular icon, and then tap done. Yep, and it turns white when it's off, so you can know. Okay, cool. Yeah, so that is our favorite tip of the week. Uh, If you're interested in signing up for the Daily Tip newsletter to learn – tips like this, go to iphonelife.com slash daily tip.
2: And it's free. If you're not signed up, go do it.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Next, we'll tell you about our, our product that's not free, but that's a great deal. And that's uh, iPhone Life Insider. Uh, it's our premium monthly subscription and it's our full educational service for iOS users. So if you wanna learn how to get the most out of your iPhone, iPad, other iOS devices, AirPods, all that stuff, this is the service for you. We uh, we walk you through how to use everything and so it just makes it pretty effortless so that you don't feel frustrated with your devices and you get the most out of them. So if you go to iphonelife.com slash podcast discount, you'll get a special $5 off deal for our annual subscription uh, and that's just for podcast listeners. So thanks to all of you. That's iphonelife.com slash podcast discount. Uh, just a quick summary of what you get with an insider subscription, so to know whether you'd want to subscribe or not. <laughs> you get a digital subscription to our magazine, so you get the full archive of, it's more than 30 issues of iPhone Life. You get uh, the premium version of this podcast that has no ads in it, and also you have, we have a special exclusive section just for insiders. Uh, You get insider guides, so iOS 13's coming out in a couple months. You'll be the first to learn how to use all the new features with our iOS 13 guide. That's a really popular one. We also have a bunch of other guides on how to use all your devices, video versions of our daily tips, and ask an editor, where if you're having any specific tech issue, you just email into us and we'll walk you through to a solution. So uh, that's iPhoneLife.com slash podcast discount. Thanks. Next, Sarah's going to tell us our favorite insider question from the week her favorite insider um, question from the week
1: i wouldn't usually do this question just because the answer is kind of long and complicated but it's kind of also one of my favorite things to do <laughs> um and so the question was how do you turn a voice memo into a ringtone oh, oh wow
2: i love this i did so you love it already oh that was possible i need to do this okay
1: right So you can also do this with a song, but there's a couple more steps, um, which we actually have an article on, so I can link to that. But it's much simpler with a voice memo because you can edit it on your phone to just have the part that you want.
2: Can we get, like, a use case? You said this is your favorite thing to do. Like, have you done this, and why? (laughs) Okay, so, well, the
1: insider in question wanted to have, uh, I think, an alarm tone. Because if you create a tone, you can set it for, like, pretty much any notification of I think it was her niece saying good morning. Oh, which is see, really adorable. That's cute. And I in setting this up, used it to create um a voice memo like a text tone for my office mate we like to say snarky things to each other Mm. and so i have a text tone of him saying whatever sarah (laughs) and every time he calls me or texts me it's just like whatever sarah Whatever,
2: okay i'm sold yeah Yeah, now let's hear how to do it (laughs) okay so
1: once you have on your phone your voice memo set up um now to be clear there is a voice memos app on the mac but you it doesn't really let you like I couldn't figure out how to drag it onto my desktop, and it's really important to have it on your desktop okay. or not in the voice memos app, basically. Um, and also, if you have a PC, you don't have a voice memos app. So um, once you've gotten your voice memo to be the length you want and have what you want in it, um, you can either you know, email it to yourself or airdrop it to your Mac. Um, and save the file on your desktop.
2: So you're recording the voice memo on the voice memo app on the iPhone? Yes. And then you're airdropping it to your Mac or emailing it. Okay, I'm with with you. And
1: then save it to your desktop. I mean, I guess you could save it to, like, another file, but basically somewhere that's not the voice memos app. And then you're going to right-click on the file to change the format from .m4a to .m4r. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it's complicated, and I'm going to put all the directions in the podcast show notes.
2: IPhoneLife.com slash podcast. Right.
1: And a link to how to do this with a song because it's a little bit more complicated. And then it will ask you, do you want to um, use this one or keep the other one? And you you click use it. And then you double click on the renamed file and iTunes will open. And then you plug your phone into the computer and you click on the phone icon and then you click on tones under my device it's complicated yeah. it's actually pretty simple but there's a lot of steps yeah yeah and then you drag the file from your desktop into tones and then that will now be available as an option for your tones like text tones ring tones alarm tones on your iPhone and then you can go in and just have a lot of fun uh-huh. <laughs> cool. setting this up yeah so i will i will uh I will share how to do that. We're actually going to have a tip on it too coming up, Um, but I won't make you wait. And then also I will include a link to how to do this with a song and how to change your ringtones from the default ones so you can really have fun with this.
2: Not to hijack the question of the day, I don't know if we have a question of the day, but if you guys use this, I'd love to hear what you end up doing with this, like what ringtones you're creating for people. It's fun to hear. So send us an email, podcast at iPhoneLife.com.
0: Yes. So um, I was curious. I feel like this is one of those things, too, that it's not that hard to do from what you said, even though there are steps, but people will be really impressed with because most people aren't doing things like that. Mm -hmm. So it's kind of fun. But yeah, I was curious if you had any other ideas of ways you would use this. Um, For the voice memo one?
1: I don't know. It depends. You have to catch something like worth short but worth you know doing these steps for yeah um i have used it with a song to create like text tones and ringtones like because you can really get precise about what part of the song you isolate okay and use Um, whereas if you buy if you just like add a song as your your text tone or ringtone it just sort of like picks the first Mm -hmm. however many seconds of a song
0: yeah that's
1: cool mm -hmm. The intros of songs aren't always the part that you yeah. want. Yeah. Or like, and if you buy the ringtone, um, the same deal, it might not be the part of the song you want. Whereas if you own the song, which will often cost not much more than the ringtone that you buy, then you can get the exact part of the song you want. Oh, that's cool.
0: Cool. Yeah. All right. So let's talk about iPhone 11 rumors now. So... I'm just scrolling down to that section. Oh, wait. We did have a comment from a listener I wanted to read out mm-hmm. from last week. We asked people what features of iOS 13 they were excited about because our last podcast we were covering Apple's world annual Worldwide Developers Conference where they debuted iOS 13 and told us everything will include. So uh, David Fisher wrote in. He said dark mode, faster software, loading speed, privacy, Apple Watch, and hearing warnings were all the features that he was most excited about. I, I would agree, that was a pretty good lineup of cool
2: features. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I will say, because um, I just finished writing my op-ed, mm-hmm. and I want to voice a complaint about iOS 13 that I didn't get a chance to voice last time. Oh, tell us. I think that Apple really is falling behind in terms of AI. I think applying AI to smartphones is something that Google's done a really excellent job on, and Apple hasn't. Um, In particular, Google has a feature called, I think it's called Night Sight or something like that. Have you guys heard of this? Uh, You were telling me about it. It's amazing. It basically takes a a photo that you take, it it uses AI to improve dark or low-light photography. And what it does is you take a low-light photo photograph and it'll just automatically improve the lighting of it. And it works really well because the thing is, is with a flash, you end up distorting the photo in a number of ways. This it's, you don't have to use a flash and it works really well. I was really disappointed that Apple didn't have a feature like that. And there's a whole bunch of other features that Google's starting to do with AI that Apple's just really missing the boat on.
0: Yeah. Could you uh, like give a quick, for people who might not know what AI
2: is? Oh, yeah. AI you know to... is artificial intelligence. Uh, and so it's, you know, as applied to photography, it's called computational photography. And so it's basically using a computer to, like, analyze a photo and figure out what pixels y- you want to be lighter and which ones you don't, and then improve the photo that way. And so it's kind of just doing it more intelligently. Yeah. So
1: I have a comment on that. Yes. I think that it's too soon to say that Apple hasn't done something like that because it's a. it will involve an improved camera, and it, mm-hmm. that's usually the kind of thing they announce with the iPhones, even though it does involve software.
2: It is true, and I did actually mention that in my uh, op-ed, <laughs> uh, which is that sometimes Apple saves some software features for their iPhone announcement, and this may be one of them. I hope it is. Um, but nonetheless, there's, a, there's other AI features too. They just have, didn't apply much AI updates this time around.
0: Yeah, I mean, I think I would agree that Apple has not been amazing in this area. And I also think in general, iOS 13, I wasn't that excited about as much as I could be. Like dark mode, I think, is a nice feature. It's pleasant. Like I use it on my Mac and enjoy it, but I wouldn't say that that's. it's kind of funny to me that that's one of their like big selling features when it's just like a darker color palette of apps. Yeah,
2: they d- I, <laughs> you know what I mean? they didn't like they didn't come out with any feature that was really like pushing the boundaries of technology or really revolutionary in any way. Yeah. And it's like this is the 13th version of iOS, so like in some ways you can't expect them to reinvent the wheel every time, but I would have liked to see something, and that's why I'm pointing AI is because that's an area that is new that they yeah, could be they pushing could boundaries be. more.
0: Yeah, the privacy and security updates. I think I was probably the most excited about because yeah. I like the convenience. They have a feature called sign in with Apple. If you didn't listen to our last episode, we talked about that, and it's um kind of re- it will replace the sign in with Facebook if you want it to. Um, and it doesn't use it doesn't share any of your personal data with the app or account that you're creating. So that's a really nice feature but it's also just like creating an improved version of something else that already exists you mm-hmm. know but i am excited about that
2: i'm really excited in general but apple's push for privacy because they yeah. are the really one of the the largest company tech company that's doing that most of the tech companies out there are doing the opposite amazon facebook google they're all pushing to like have as little privacy as possible for all their users and so it's i am really excited that Apple's pushing for privacy
0: yeah me too So early rumors of the iPhone 11 are really centering around the camera, and the improvements say there will be a a triple camera instead of the dual camera that we have on the iPhone X and later. Uh, And a lot of the rumors are complaining about the looks of this, that it's going to be kind of clunky and unsightly. But we we already talked about this a little bit before the episode, and David has opinions about this. (laughs) But if it's a better camera, who cares? But I'm curious. That should be our second question of the week whether our listeners care about the look of uh, camera improvements.
2: I mean, I think that Apple, like if, if you're a fan of Apple, you obviously care what hardware looks like because Apple puts a lot of attention into the aesthetic. Yeah. But like, I feel like for any technology, you have to put function over looks. And if it's a better camera, camera's an important function of, of a f- smartphone these days. And that seems like that's way more important. Also. I was saying before how I was just reading an article the other day about how everybody needs to apologize to Apple for complaining about the notch. Because hmm. ev- like as soon as Apple came out with the notch. Which is it, that
0: little area on the iPhone 10 at the top. Yes, in case you don't know. thank yeah. you.
2: Everyone complained, called it ugly, said people would hate it. And then every other smartphone that came out after that also had the notch because it was the best solution for Mm. the problem at hand. And so I think not only do we tend to think new things look aesthetically worse than things we're used to looking at, but also I think complaining about the looks of something that's a function first just seems silly to me.
1: Yeah, I was just thinking in some ways it's a little weird that we still call them phones because Mm -hmm. one of the main functions we have for them is actually taking pictures. Yeah. Um so many
2: things other than making phone calls. (laughs) Right.
1: Like most people I don't think make many phone calls. I guess texting is now a function of a phone call of a phone as well. But Mm -hmm. like yeah, it's so much more than a phone. Yeah,
0: totally. The triple camera, it definitely like the pictures I saw of it, it was about the size of a posted postage stamp and it does look very like your eye immediately goes to that. It makes it look a lot more like a camera and less like a phone. But I mean I agree, I don't if it if it's really great, then who cares? In a lot of ways, so let's go over what this triple camera yeah, would do. I was just about um, to the ask. rumors say that it will, uh, it'll the third lens will be an ultra wide-angle lens, so you'll be able to take images that have a much larger field of view. So that sounds nice. Also, that there there might be the possibility of combining the photos from all three lenses to have a more detailed photo. Um, and also cool. that it can improve optical zoom. Because right now, the dual lens allows you to do two times optical zoom. That means that when you zoom in, you're not just losing resolution. It's actually the same resolution. So having three lenses, might be able to you might be able to zoom in even
2: further than two times and still not lose any detail. And I think part of why I'm defending the three-camera solution here <laughs> is that I love having that optical zoom. I love the two cameras. I use portrait mode a lot. And yeah. so, like... I feel like adding that second camera really made a difference, and hopefully adding a third camera might do the same.
0: Yeah, it could be cool. There was also some rumors that it could include, it could, I don't even know what word I was trying to say there, it could improve.
2: (laughs) Include and improve. Yeah. um,
0: uh, Augmented reality capabilities, I didn't get really details on what that might be, but as Sarah said, the Measure app right now, which is Apple's first stab at augmented reality, it pretty much sucks. and doesn't work very well. <laughs> when it first came out, I was so excited. So I've probably said other things about it in the past. But recently, I have tried measuring things with it. And it's just not that precise. I feel like if I were measuring something really flat,
1: you know, <laughs> yeah. and just, you know, with right angles, it'd be easy. But I was trying to measure like an insulated doghouse, which is just all it's like in an igloo shape. And, you know, like there's no straight lines on it anywhere. And it was so just Wildly inaccurate and different measurements every single time mm.
2: I feel like I, I get I get flack from our listeners sometimes on this, but I'm super skeptical of apple 's augmented reality direction, like I know that eventually we'll probably all use augmented reality and won't even like have computers or anything, but like that's really far down the road, and every time Apple spends twenty minutes out of their <laughs> iOS announcement to show somebody doing some augmented reality game that just doesn't seem that exciting uh, and I, I kind of roll my eyes and it's like they push it really hard each year but they keep I've on yet...
0: talking about how Tim Cook keeps on talking about how it's such a focus for Apple yeah. and it's like well oh, really like this is all you came up with then is a game that seems like it'd be better if it wasn't AR and a measurement
2: <laughs> app that doesn't work very well yeah <laughs> the games always seem like they'd be better if they weren't AR like, don't they
0: yeah trying to stand in a room and like <laughs> pretend that like what's happening is on your table through your camera view you're like is that cool? Yeah. Like, wouldn't I just rather see it in my phone and not have it like not pretend that it's on the table? Yeah, like, exactly. I don't get it. You yeah, I
1: don't, I don't know. I mean, I play Pokemon Go constantly. I don't know if you guys know that.
2: Okay. Um, You're into Pokemon Go. Yeah, I, I didn't know if you knew that, <laughs> which
1: is an AR game, and I never use the AR feature. That's like really, oh, really?
0: yeah. Really? Oh, I thought, I thought you were gonna yeah, defend Yeah, I was waiting AR. for you to come in and be like, hello, Pokemon Go, you guys. No, it's
1: actually much easier to play the mm-hmm. game without the AR feature.
2: Yeah,
0: and like there's um, Quartz is a news app that uh, also tries to incorporate AR with just like random uh, like historical objects or whatever that you can like project onto something in front of you and it'll tell you about it. And it's like, it's cool to learn about some of these things, but I don't know, again, like why AR? Mm-hmm. Like it seems like they're just trying to incorporate AR because it's kind of supposed to be a cool new thing, but I've yet to see a use for it that feels practical now. Yeah.
2: I agree. You know, hopefully it's building towards something practical. But can you? Right now... like, do
0: you have any thoughts on like what would make it practical?
2: Well, like I was saying, it I mean, <laughs> no. there are. There's this company called Magic Leap. I've talked about them in the past. Their technology actually seems like it's a little disappointing right now. But they, <laughs> as a company, don't have computer monitors. They have augmented reality glasses that projects where a computer monitor would go. So you yeah, can imagine a reality where when you can make computers small enough, you can actually fit them in an augmented reality glasses, and then you don't even need computers, and you might not even need smartphones, and it could all be augmented reality, that and would we're be all amazing. just wearing glasses.
0: So are they glasses now? Or are they like horrendous goggles that you have they're to like wear? They're like horrendous
2: work? goggles attached to a horrendous <laughs> large computer, and they're like this really secretive company that pretends like they like have a really exciting technology, but nobody's actually seeing this technology. Right. Read about it, Magic Leap. It's really fascinating. Mm.
0: But that's a cool vision but of isn't like what just the future Google could
2: hold. Y- yeah, yeah but, but like... But, but better? Well, better, yeah. <laughs> I don't know if they're cooler, like, but... Because it would be an
0: actual like display in front of you and uh-huh. set a full display like a computer, but it's ar right yeah exactly so like, they're just like little things with the google glass yeah Google Glass. i just glass have a headache thinking cool about enough. it yeah. i know okay so back to the 111 rumors <laughs> so we've got the triple camera um and apparently a lot of the android phones are coming out with triple cameras too so yeah. all smartphones are now going to look like that <laughs> um bigger battery uh this was an interesting rumor reverse wireless charging and uh this would mean that you could charge your airpods if you have the AirPods with the wireless charging case and other like Qi compatible wireless devices on your iPhone instead of just charging your iPhone wirelessly. So I thought that that so sounds So what of you would just like
1: put it
2: against your phone or something?
0: Yeah, like you yeah. just place your AirPods case on your iPhone. Which that would be cool. Or
2: I wonder if you could charge other iPhones. Like if you have a full battery oh. and your friend doesn't, you just like stick the phones useful. together. you some Android phone do work
0: that way? I thought Probably. I remember seeing because I feel
1: like the battery life on my AirPods and the AirPods case is actually greater than the battery life on my phone. And I'm not sure I'd want to send it in the direction of my AirPods. Yeah,
2: I had the same mm. thought. And it's like if my AirPods don't work, I'll be okay. If my iPhone stops working, I'm like so lost in this world. Like how do you even <laughs> function if like your I iPhone dies? I don't want to give iPhone battery to an AirPod. I had that same thought.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I guess that's true. Then you're sort of just like creating a new problem. (laughs) Anyways, but that's one rumor. Um, This is really cool. Fast charging in the box. So that means you would get a USB-C to USB-A, right? uh, Adapter. uh, Charging cable instead of a lightning.
2: USB-C to to lightning.
0: USB-C to light. No.
2: Yes. 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 (laughs) Yes,
0: <laughs> so it would be a USB C adapter with a USB C to Lightning <laughs> charger. And I have to
2: say, people. I've actually been really annoyed that Apple hasn't done this already. Yeah, it's like they came out with this rapid charge. It's a really cool technology. They hyped it up a lot, and no one is using it because Apple made you go out and buy every you have component to of it. Spend like fifty
0: bucks at least. And like, then
2: Apple d- like felt sheepish that they may, that they were requiring you to buy all this stuff. So they didn't t- explain to people that in order to get rapid charge, you had to go buy this stuff, and nobody no- under understands it and nobody's buying it
0: so they thought i think a lot of people are like i guess i'm already using rapid charge it doesn't seem to be doing anything differently but really this fast charging technology allows you to charge your phone in something like a half hour Mm -hmm.
2: uh, when you use Mm usb-c to lightning cables and i i will say i'm gonna skip ahead because my gear of the week was this Oh, really? Yeah. yeah I, on vacation, I switched to, I finally got around to getting a USB-C uh, charger and then a USB-C to lightning cable, and I've been rapid charging.
0: Cool. Yeah, actually, yeah. I mean, I those, were the, to... those were all of the rumors oh. I had, unless you guys wanted to add anything, so we could just go into our apps and gear section. I, I don't have any rumors. Okay. Yeah, we'll be coming, we'll be for sure updating you guys with more rumors over the next few months leading up to September, but we just wanted to get started Getting you excited about the iPhone Eleven today. So, uh, what product was this? What was the brand?
2: This was I. I went with Anchor, um, in part just because I bought I bought it for this trip and I bought it on Amazon and like I have a hard time trusting brands I buy on Amazon, and Anchor is sort of like the Amazon brand I trust. I don't know about you guys.
0: Yeah, Anchor, I, I like their product.
2: Yeah, so they're pretty reputable, but they tend to be more affordable. Uh, and so I have an Anchor uh, little wall charger that I use for both. I got a little more expensive one because I use it for my computer as well. And I like that, too, actually, and I'll I'll put a link to it because it's smaller than Apple's that is included for a a MacBook Pro, but it still works. Um, So I have that, and then I brought a USB-C to Lightning cable, and I was so glad that I brought it because a couple times during the trip, I mean, when I'm traveling, I tend to use a lot more iPhone battery. And there were a couple times where I was going out, I was gonna be in traffic or really need my phone, and my phone was almost dead. And so I could just plug it in, and then like 15, 20 minutes later, i would be like largely charged. Now, i didn't quite get the like fully charged in a half an hour thing. I, have you gotten that, Sarah? I haven't really like tried to see. Cuz there there were a couple times where i had like half an hour to an hour and i'd plug it in and be like, "Okay, this will be perfect." And it would be like at like 60 or 70%, which is enough mm-hmm. to be fine, but it wasn't quite as rapid as promised.
0: <laughs> right. Well, that's good to know because I haven't used it yet. Yeah, yeah, I, 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 have the a Belkin wall adapter that I'm planning on testing, but they, they haven't sent me the actual cables yet, and I don't have a USB C to Lightning cable. And, and part of I, why I it's com- Apple didn't give me one. Yeah.
2: <laughs> part of why yeah, I, 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 I can borrow from you. Part of why I'm complaining about Apple is it's kind of expensive. Like the, the cable was like, and Anchor's a cheaper brand. It was like 15 to 20 bucks for that cable. Plus, you have to get a different uh, wall, wall adapter, adapter because yeah. it's a USB C. Um, so having Apple include that seems nice.
0: Yeah, yeah. The Belkin one has a USB-C and a regular USB, so that's nice. You could charge, you know, another device along with your iPhone. Mm. Rapid charging from yeah. one adapter.
2: And Anchor has that same thing actually.
0: Nice. Mm-hmm. So my gear this week, I'll pull it out. It's the uh, Canex. What was it called? Canex Go Power Watch Plus Portable Power. <laughs> Long name, but anyway, it's an Apple Watch charger. That's very portable. Um, I, whenever I travel, I don't really want to bring that long uh, cable with a puck, and so this is something that you can bring and just place your Apple Watch on it. Um, it also has pass-through charging, which is a nice feature, meaning that if I'm charging this unit, because this is something you know, you charge and then you can not have plugged in and charge your Apple Watch, but it will charge your Apple Watch first before it will charge the, the Go Power. Um, nice. And it has a little light thing on the side. So if I click that, I can see how many, like, it'll be four lights if it's fully charged. Um, And what else about it? I mean, it has a USB
1: port, so you can charge your phone or headphones or any other gear you've got with you.
0: Yes, that's a really nice feature. Also, it has a mini USB, so I was charging, you can charge... um, Hmm. What was I using that for? I can't remember. But it has a mini USB and it has a <laughs> USB-A uh, port in there. And it's seventy nine ninety five. So, yeah, I've been enjoying that this week.
1: Cool. I have a similar one from Belkin that I really love. It's so handy for traveling because mm-hmm. it basically can charge all your things. And it doesn't have a huge amount of, you know, battery capacity. But because of the charge, through, I don't think Belkin lets it do that. I'm not sure. But um, it's really handy. I, it's really because it's so compact
0: yeah well it's nice because when you travel a lot of times you want to bring some sort of external charger with you for your iphone too in case you get stuck somewhere where you can't plug into a wall um and so you're already bringing that so you might as well have something that will also charge your apple watch and you don't have to bring any extra stuff so it's just like One device that serves a lot of purposes.
2: I've talked about this on the podcast before, but I have a device similar to that. It doesn't have the Apple Watch puck, which is really nice, but it's Ventev. And what I love about it is it has the wall... Adapter part, mm. and it has the iPhone ca- Lightning cable all attached into one unit. That's oh. really nice. So you can carry that. You can use it when you're in the hotel as the thing that charges your phone. It's gonna simu- has the pass through, so it'll simultaneously charge the little uh, the battery, and then you just take all of that with you as you go. It's a little bit bigger than that, which mm. is so it fits in your pocket. It's like a little bit bulky to fit in your pocket, but I like that it has all the components built in, and you don't have to carry anything else. That is nice. And it also has a couple other USB USB ports so that you can actually, like, it, when you're traveling in the hotel, you can have that and you can use that same adapter for your Apple Watch, your iPad, or whatever.
0: Yeah. One last thing about this, I just, this was my first Canex product that I've tried, and I was really happy with it, so I'm curious to try some more from them. Have you used anything from them? I haven't.
1: I have a portable keyboard that I have from them oh, yeah, and me about I mean that. I've had it for years but I still use it and love it like I use it multiple
2: times a week this cool. is this is gonna sound weird but like every time I see them at CES they're just not particularly nice see, <laughs> so like, I, I never use, use their products, products. yeah I feel bad saying oh no I wish everyone. I didn't know that I know I'm sorry if they're nice <laughs> products they're nice products yeah
0: oh, no, <laughs> it's good to know what about you, Sarah? This, what do you have this week?
1: I have um, these earbuds from Jabra, which I think you guys know by now is one of my favorite headphone brands. Yes. Um, and what they really are good at is making earbuds um, for working out. Mm-hmm. And um, my favorite ones from them are actually their wireless ones, yeah. like true wireless. Yeah. But not everyone likes that. Um, some people really feel like they need something to keep them on their ears. And so these ones are great because they really um, can be adjusted. Mm. Um, And they're very comfortable, which I don't always find their true wireless ones to be. But also, these are completely waterproof, which, if you're a sweaty person (laughs) or you like to run in the rain, is really important.
2: Can Um, you, like, are they waterproof enough to swim with?
1: I mean, they can be submerged up to one meter for, uh, like, 30 minutes. Because that's
2: pretty cool because the Apple Watches. Bluetooth
1: doesn't work underwater.
2: Oh, yeah, I always forget that.
1: Yeah. These are um, like
0: quite interesting looking. <laughs> they're, they're pretty big. It's true. I will acknowledge I mean, that. I like the color They're not even bad looking, but they're just. Well, but the
1: thing is, they like have. Um, <laughs> you can use maybe. Siri with them. You can use Siri with them. Uh, have you ever tried running and trying to like. I mean, if you don't have your Apple Watch, especially like, have mm-hmm. you tried trying to skip a song yeah. while like, like pressing buttons on your headphones while you it's run? It's so annoying. It's so annoying. You could just tell Siri to skip the songs. You could ask Siri to like redo your text messages. I think that if you are, I tend to just put on do not disturb when I'm working out, but if you are the kind of person who actually would like to take calls or hear your text messages or use Siri to skip music... um, these are a great option.
2: Have you ever mm-hmm. taken a call while on the run? It is so awkward. <laughs> <laughs> oh. They're like, "What's wrong?" And I'm About like, "I'm running." Sack. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't
1: I don't take calls. Uh, I don't okay. I don't respond to. Okay. T- sometimes I try to text and that's awkward. <laughs> I do love
2: the Hey Siri function of my AirPods, so it is I would have a hard time going back to earbuds that didn't have that. Uh-oh, my Siri I've used got it to set
0: the volume of the music I'm listening to. Which is nice. Yeah. You, told, you gave yeah, me that tip.
2: Yeah, exactly. And you can do the tip. 80%? Yeah. Oh, 80? Yeah. I'm like a 75%er. Oh, mm. I thought you told me 80. I might have.
0: Okay. <laughs>
2: anyways.
1: <laughs> so anyways, um, for people who want something with a little extra to keep them in their ears, or if you really need something that's pretty waterproof, very waterproof, actually, um, or you want to be able to use Siri but not have AirPods. I mean, to be honest, Siri is like, not Siri, the AirPods are... Really not waterproof. No, not at all. And so these are a good option. And they're, um,
2: they're not designed for sports, really.
1: Yeah, these are very much designed for sports. Jabra is great at that, and the sound is great, and also they let ambient noise through. So if you're running outside, mm. that's really important. So there are a lot of awesome features for these. Um, so I just wanted to share them with you guys. And
2: what did you say the price was?
1: 99.99
2: That's the other thing I love about Jabra is they tend to be very affordable pricing.
0: Yeah.
1: I mean, those cool. aren't like the cheapest earbuds, but they're good for you know yeah. for, for the
0: somehow price. when we pull out the products for the apps and gear section, it feels a little bit like an infomercial. We're like, and now <laughs> <laughs> I know I thought stupid.
2: I didn't bring the It is nice I to show them. The yeah. All
0: right. So I think this wraps up our episode 113 of the iPhone Life podcast. Our question of the week is David. You said the question of the week. Let's remember. Did
2: well. It was about the uh, ringtone, <laughs> and did you yeah. use the ringtone feature that you yeah. went over? What
0: type of voice memos would you use for your ringtone? And
2: then we had a second question, which was, do you think the camera's ugly, and do you care? The yeah. The three cameras. Yeah, yeah. For okay, the rumor. For the iPhone,
0: forthcoming <laughs> iPhone 11. All right, so email podcast at iPhoneLife.com, and we
2: will see you in a couple weeks. And real quick, if you... I have a favorite ask. We ask this every once in a while. I just went and looked at the podcast app and saw we had some really nice reviews. People actually listened to us. So I'm going to ask again if you guys could take a moment to go rate and review the podcast, especially if you have nice things to say. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, It helps other people discover it. So we really appreciate it.
0: Thank you so much. Thanks, everyone. Thank
2: you.